Welcome to Biohackers Lab, a place where we talk to smart people who are figuring out how to improve health in interesting ways. Join us to discover how you can biohack your life, your body, starting today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Biohackers Lab. I'm your host, Gary Kerwin, and on today's episode, I have Tom the Conman Connors. Tom is regarded as one of the best professional streetball basketball players in the world. As an urban sports star, Tom has had an opportunity to entertain millions of people from center stage performances to TV shows worldwide. He is a multi-world record holder, currently holding 16 basketball world records. Plus, he is a UK and European street basketball champion. Tom, thanks so much for coming on for an episode for today. No worries. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so I gave a little short intro of a long career that you've had doing street basketball so far. Um, and yeah, as I said, you know, you've got, you've had an opportunity to entertain millions of people worldwide and I've watched some of your videos. Um, I was just, um, binge watching a bit more there this morning again before our interview. And it is incredible just when you watch someone like yourself being able to throw the basketball in incredible ways. You know, I, it's always those viral videos you see online when this guy can stand up in the middle of somewhere, throw this basketball and still get it through the hoop. And you're that kind of person. (laughs) That's 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 what I've dedicated all my life to, mate. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's been fun. It's amazing. Can't, I can't believe it's uh, it's been my career for fifteen years now. So yeah, that is. And so the story um, we're going to be telling today is how you know you went at this pinnacle point where you've a multi world record holder, and then unfortunately you got a, you got ill and it's knocked you down, and how you've had to try recover. And so that's where we're going to begin today. So if you wouldn't mind just um, explaining to listeners um, what exactly happened to you when uh, when you got sick? Um, it's about two and a half years ago now. Um, I was on my basketball stage show tour. Um, it was in front of about three and a half thousand people. And I was doing a show every day. So I was driving, um, you know, up to say six hours a day, a show, and you sign autographs, do pictures, which which is great, but it takes it just takes it out of you every every day. And I think along the lines, um, maybe I wasn't looking after myself as best I could, but at some point through the tour, I just decided to to collapse on stage um in the middle of my live show. Um and I was out, yeah. So it was kind of um I couldn't believe it happened because I felt okay. I felt okay two minutes before it happened, and then after that, it was just a crazy, uh, a crazy journey. So, um, but that's how it ha- that's that's where it happened. It happened live on on stage in front of you know three and a half thousand people. I just collapsed on stage. Wow. And um, and so as you said, you didn't know what happened to you. Like what what? So I guess did you have to get taken away by ambulance and then the whole um, investigation as to what actually made you collapse? Started. Yeah, it, I, yeah. Well, I was actually about six hours away from home. So um, when I was when I was out and I kind of woke up, everyone was around me from the from sort of behind the production team, the some of my teammates, and um, and I just felt like I just needed to sleep. So I felt awful, but I felt as tired as you could possibly imagine. I just felt exhausted. And I just I just felt like I just needed to sleep. Um, so it was kind of like. I felt awful, but I, 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 I didn't feel as though, um, you know, I was just about to die. It was a, it was a weird experience. So I actually managed to, to about two hours later, um, a friend, I, I got literally held up each side with friends and they put me in a car and they drove me home. So it was actually, I got back um, early, early hours of the morning and I just slept. Um, and then I woke up um, feeling a little bit better. And then I, and then I collapsed again. <laughs> 
So I, I then I realized something wasn't wasn't quite right. You know, I didn't know what it was at first. But um, so that's that's how it originally happened. I, I managed to get myself home to my wife, thankfully. <laughs> wow. So you just thought it was exhaustion or, your, or the people around you just thought it was exhaustion while you collapsed? Yeah, I, I think that was probably the, the most sort of... Uh, you know, obvious, obvious thing really, just from the how grueling the tour was. But um, obviously, I found out a little bit different that it wasn't. But that's that we all thought that for sure. Yeah, and so I guess from then, did you just go to your GP or did you go to the hospital? I actually went. Um, so when I collapsed the the day after, um, I went into hospital, and an ambulance into hospital, and I had loads of tests, and they came back and said we can't find anything wrong. And I was like, you got to be kidding me, you know, it's got to be something wrong. So I stayed in overnight and then um, they sent me back home. And then I went back home. I stayed at home for about three days um, and I just felt it just unbelievably awful. I, I, I kept saying, I know, I know what's wrong. I you know something wrong with something wrong. Um, and then um, I part collapsed again about three days later and had another ambulance take me back into hospital. Um, and then I had some more tests and then they found that I was there was a few um, metals that I wasn't sort of, um, and vitamins that I were really low. So they gave me some stuff to sort of um, bump me back up and they let me go again. And I was like, you know, this isn't, there's something they're, they're missing. Um, it was a really frustrating time actually, because not just for me, my wife, my kids, it was just, why, why can't they find out what's wrong with me? And it was, it was probably about two weeks of in and out of hospital, um, thinking that would be the best place for me, and um, and they couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't tell me what was wrong. Wow. So who was it that, um, that finally diagnosed you? Because we haven't actually said what what, uh, what you were diagnosed with, but I'm trying to yeah, yeah. trying to get to the storyline. How? Who was the person that actually finally got the diagnosis? So I went to see a specialist private, um, and. Um, a neurological guy and, 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 a, and a couple of the guys from um, a private hospital where they all worked together because they knew something was wrong, which was great. So you don't see just one guy and then, you know, that's it. You just get his opinion. It was kind of like I went around and, and saw different different specialists. And um, one, one of the one of the um, um, sort of uh, head guys there said, um, you know, this, this is what we think you've got. You've got viral meningitis. Um, and I didn't quite understand what you know, when you hear the word meningitis, you think, uh-oh, <laughs> um, you know, and he, he said viral, so I didn't quite understand. So I remember asking him, well, what, what's that? You know, how does it work? And he just said, he just said, you just feel absolutely awful exhaustion um, to a point where, you know, you just, you literally feel like you, you are going to die. You just, you, you, your head's spinning, you've got, you're seeing white dots everywhere, you're, you're breathing, you're panicking, you, it's, a, it's, an, it's awful. And, um, but yeah, I got the diagnosis. It's sort of there at the private hospital. Um, and what was funny was they said, you know, some people are better in three months. Some people are better in six months. It really affects different people very, very differently. And you'll just have to go on your journey and see what happens. And um, there's, there's very little we can give you. Um, so I, I remember leaving the hospital thinking, wow, you know, I'm not going to have much help with this. Mm. so i mean already for people listening in it sounds like with so with viral meningitis do you get the you don't get the rash then because a lot of people when they think of meningitis especially um, students like university students they're always told watch out you're going to get a rash and then you yeah. know you might need to go off to the hospital and you could have meningitis and that's a bacterial meningitis with the viral mm. one you, you didn't have any other signs you ju you were perfectly fine and then it was just the stage collapse 
Perfectly fine. Yeah. And we did a six hour journey. So I felt tired when I got to the venue and then you're setting up the stage and going through obviously the, the, the rehearsals of the show. I felt fine. Absolutely fine. It was literally, you know, it was near the, the end of the show. And um, and I just felt like instantly like, oh, I don't feel right on my feet here. You know, you feel like you're going to faint um, and you just feel out of breath. You just feel instantly exhausted, like you've run a marathon instantly. It was unbelievable. Um yeah, it's just it's it's been it's been hell the last two years with it, um, as we'll get into it. But um, yeah, it's there's no signs, no one's you know there's no you just fine one minute and the next you're not. It's crazy. Yeah, and so um, what what was the treatment then that these specialists once they came up with a diagnosis um, did. Did they just go, because it's a virus, we can't give you anything, uh, just make sure that you get a lot of rest, water, um, eat well, and just rest, <laughs> and hopefully exactly. in three to six months you'll be fine? Yeah, that was that was pretty much it. And obviously, you know, normal things like, you know, maybe bump your vitamins up, make sure you eat healthy. But, you know, as an athlete, I always try to do that anyway. Um, but uh, when I went on a, on, a, on a personal journey after, I always found myself, um, when I juiced, um, rather than sort of maybe just have, say, you know, a carrot juice or, or, you know, an apple, kiwi and cucumber, which is nice. I would juice 15 things and it was horrible, you know, and I would just down, you know, maybe three pints of this a day. And I always had a pick me up, you know, it got me through another hour. Um, but just to sort of explain a little bit about it um, is this is this is how my life's been. You know, you absolutely fine. You can wake up in the morning. Your energy's fine. You know, you can have a shower, you can get ready, you know, I can drive the kids to school. And then exactly what happened on stage within within a second, you feel absolutely gone. The energy is on the floor, your eyesight goes, you go pale. I mean, you literally go as white as a ghost. You know, I look in the mirror and I'm like, uh oh, here it comes. Um, and if you don't sit down within, you know, a minute, you're going to collapse. So we, and then and then I just sleep. I mean, it's it, it, it's a crazy thing. I, I remember my wife saying to me, uh, you know, I was like, yeah, I was ch chatting away. I went, to, I actually went to the toilet, and then I didn't come out of the toilet. <laughs> she had to come in. I was on the floor, you know, like it happened while I was on the toilet. I couldn't get back up to get to bed, and I I just felt I needed to sleep. I need to sleep. I need to sleep now, quick, quick, quick. And I just remember lying on the floor in the bathroom. My wife came in. I was like, what the hell, you know? Um, and I remember just sleeping there for like four hours, you know. And then when I wake up, you've got enough energy to get yourself back to bed, eat some food, and hopefully get some more rest. And then when you wake up, you might be okay for another hour. I mean, it, it was, it honestly, God, you know, when I try to explain to people what it was like, they don't, they can't really grasp it because it's, it's so difficult. It's so difficult because you don't know when it's going to come. I could drive the kids to school. I remember driving the kids to school. I had to pull over and lay by, put, put the seat down almost flat and sleep. You know, I, I literally couldn't, when you're that tired and that exhausted and you're pale and you can't see, you know, you you just have to sleep. It's it's crazy, man. It really is a crazy uh, a crazy thing for me, certainly. Yeah, I mean that's so disabling, um, just from a day to day and and living point of view, as you said, that you you thought you were fine, you're able to interact with your family, do stuff, but then within seconds you're just man down, and that's it. You you you're out for hours. Yeah, it's great. I remember, um, uh, you know, when as the weeks were going on, um, it was literally I felt as though every month that went by, I said, I'm one percent better. So if I was 100 percent ill by one one month, I'd say to my wife, I, I'm 90, I'm 90, 99 percent 
you know, it, it was that slower journey for me to get better. And I'm I'm juicing, you know, I'm getting the organic stuff. I'm 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 taking in um, all of the um, the good gut stuff, you know, the kefirs, you know, you name it. I'm I'm taking it. You know, I'm eating super healthy, um, and um, nothing really helped long term. If that makes sense, it all it was always a short burst, you know, of like 20 minutes that you're good, mm-hmm. um, and then you're back to back to square one. Yeah. So it sounds like you you try to use nutrition to begin with and maybe some supplements like probiotics or multivits yeah. and as you said it just gave you little bursts of energy um when when was it that you decided okay this is just not working i need to do something else was it only after the three to six months after the initial diagnosis when you were like i'm still nowhere near full recovery that this is frustrating it was, well it was actually uh it was august uh, 2016 i i got it um and um by the following august I was probably, um, no joke, I was probably right, like I kept saying, I was 1% better every month. I was literally 88%. You know, it was it was that slow a procedure. And, and also it was ruined my career, you know. Um, I just couldn't get to the events. I lost my sponsorship deal. You know, me and my wife had um, quite, you know, we had nice cars, you know, and all, you know, that kind of stuff. All of it had to go. It was, a, you know, and I, after that year, I was in panic mode. You know, what, what, what am I going to do now? Because I just, I'm not getting better. I'm not getting better fast enough i scraped through until um uh, november and it was it, it, so my wife we were trying for um, ivf and um, we had researched that having some acupuncture can help um you know that that journey so it was something that we'd uh, we'd looked at it we'd, we we have like osteopaths and um chiropractors and i i was doing all that as well but we never looked at a um uh you know, needling is a is a as a form of help. So when we went to see this guy uh, for my wife, um, and obviously you, my story came up, um, and uh, he said, "Oh, I can really help with this. I can. I think I can help with uh, with getting you better." So I was like, "I'm at a point where I'll try anything." You know. So um, after my wife had treatment for the IVF, I I, I stayed and had treatment, and yeah, it, it, that's that's when everything changed for me. You know, um, that was the beginning of the of the journey to to be to be getting better and so um, so what was it like after that first session of acupuncture oh oh i never forget the first one because it was awful it was i remember i remember having um because uh, he, he, he was honest you know he's like you know we have to try and figure out where your body is struggling you know what parts of your body are um you know uh, it, it, it's the whole kind of yin yang thing you know when something's out you've got to find out what it is and um it, and he said it's going to be a long journey um, so I was like, yeah, let's go for it. So yeah, we had the first one. By the time I'd got home, which was only a short journey, maybe 10 minutes, I felt just as bad as what I did the first time. I, I thought the meningitis was back. I, I genuinely thought I was like, I couldn't see anything. My pale, you know, the 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 15% I'd got better had gone. I was like, no, you know, this is awful. Um, and I remember calling him saying, I I, 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 li- I know it's laughable sometimes. Like I I'm, I think I'm gonna die. I think I'm gonna die. Like, you feel that bad i mean it's incredible so he said this is great news i was like well I don't, it's not great news for me mate um but he said it's great news because what he did had such an impact that if we just figure out the jigsaw puzzle we can try and put you back together again and i think for me that was a, a sign of trust to him that actually yeah this this if he has this much impact 
maybe we can go on this journey together and, and uh, try and try and work this out. So it was absolutely awful the first time I had it, man. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was really bad. Well, I think that's good. Good. Um like actionable tip there for anyone listening who might be trying to do the same because it sounds like with your viral meningitis it's something else that a lot of people have to deal with like auto i don't know if you know something called autoimmune conditions Lyme's disease chronic fatigue syndrome it sounds like you just had a very severe form of that where as you said you just suddenly there's no energy in the system and you just have to sleep so having treatment can actually stimulate that feeling again it sounds like massively massively and um I, i remember going back it was probably it was probably, um, he, when we went back, he changed what he did. And um, it's called remove damp. And he was like, we tried to strengthen and your body wasn't in a situation to strengthen. So we were like, okay, let's not strengthen anything yet. Let's try and remove some of these things that are in your system. Um, and part of this is it's called removing damp from different areas of your body, your spleen, your kidneys. You can remove this, this thing called damp. So we, we tried to, um, you know, target the, you know, certain parts of the body. The kidneys were, were great for me. The spleen was great for me. When he changed what he did the next week, because uh, I've I seen him every single week, I still see him now, is when when we, we, we changed it, I instantly went back to being how I was when I seen him and a little bit better. So it was the second week, I was like, oh, wow, I feel, I feel even a bit better than when I did when I came. And it was what's really interesting about it is I would see him at one o'clock I'd leave at two o'clock and by 10 past two I'm starting to feel better I mean it, it was that quicker you know which I looked at my wife I was like wow man this this really really can work you know like I think sometimes everyone's more sort of skeptical isn't it about you know these things sometimes and, and each to their own but you know you have to try these things for me it was in, it, it was instant and the minute we we start removing damp and removing these problems i started to get better and better and better um so yeah it was that's how that's how it all started Mm -hmm. and are you okay with needles i mean what was it like that first time when you're having acupuncture it i mean how does it feel and where did and where did he have to put the needles like in your face your ear down to your feet Uh, now it's kind of like if if you're strengthening something it's um which is great because the needles are in and out so they they target um my feet area um there's kidney channels there's um spleen channels there's liver channels there's there's different channels that run down your legs um that down down your arms so um you know we have tried a few in the, in the face here and there but um primarily the, the ones for me are in my feet and um and my arms it it doesn't it doesn't really hurt sometimes you can have um it's, it's not kind of pain it's probably a, a bit of a weird sensation um so when you when you're strengthening the needles go in and back out almost instantly so you don't really feel anything when you're removing damp or you want to remove um you know or get your blood flowing and all the rest of it you have to leave the needles in for quite a while you know maybe five ten minutes so you know you, you're led there with all the you know some needles you know in in really kind of points where you think if the needle's going to go any further you know it's quite worrying you know um, so you've got needles in your in your in your forearms your, your, your hands your feet and you just lie there and i remember times where i'm like i really want to itch my nose or i really want to cough and I just won't, you know, because you just, I just stay there like a mummy, you know, just, just in case, um, just in case these needles go anywhere they're not supposed to. <laughs> so it is a bit weird, but you know, it's, it, it doesn't really hurt. It, it, it sometimes can be, um, you know, very rarely it will hurt, but they would just take it out and put it back in and it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 
so when you were saying that you could feel that nice feeling te- uh, um, 10 minutes after you finished the session, um, how was your sleep that evening too? Did, did you find that your sleep pattern changed in any way? Yeah. Um, well, what, what, I, what I did, it was, it was kind of all at the same time, which was a great way of monitoring whether I was really getting better because what I would do every night is I would, um, about 11 o'clock at night, I'd always go for a walk around my estate and um, most of the time I couldn't make it all the way around. So I'd use the shortcut to come back home, but I would, I would always just see where, where my energy was at. So as I was seeing Paul, um, and he's the gentleman who's um, sticking needles in me, um, he, we, we, every night I would, I would go and test um, and see, you know, see, I felt better in myself, like you said, almost instantly. So maybe I could push myself a little bit. And I think as an athlete, um, Paul and my wife were like, you know, you got to try and rest. And I just not, it's not in my nature, man. You know, I want to be the best. I want to push myself. So I would go off and, and do these walks, and and slowly but surely, you would do, you know, half a lap of the estate, and you do forty five percent, and then I'd do one lap, and I'm like, well, I made it round, you know, and I'm just walking. So this was awesome. <laughs> and then slowly but surely, you know, we would do two laps and three laps, and um, I remember then when we started medal. We're like, hey, let's strengthen now. Let's, you know, I think your body's at a situation where we can start strengthening these parts of your body. We would strengthen and I would have a crash, you know, again. I'd be like, oh my God, I'm ill, I can't move. I mean, it was, again, it was kind of the, this, it's like being literally slammed with a, you know, it's instant. You know, I go home, I felt awful. By three o'clock, I'm asleep, you know. We would change what we were doing, we'd remove. So we removed, removed, removed for a long time until, until we really felt that my body was good to strengthen. And then we started strengthening. And rather than crashing, I just started to get better and better. And we're still on that strengthening journey. We haven't removed anything now for about six months. And now I'm running around the block. Um, you know, I'm, I'm playing, I'm back playing, I'm back doing video shoots, I'm back doing TV shows. I, at times, there's times where I feel a little bit like a... Oh, I shouldn't. I shouldn't push myself here, or I'm worried about it, you know. Um, but um, it, it hasn't come back, and I think I'm just sort of still picking the jobs that come in. Anything that's really, really too much, I think I, I, I still stay away from. But on a whole, I, you know, I'm, you know, I feel I'm back. I'm better. Um, so um, that's how I gauged it. There's wonderful laps around my estate. <laughs> <laughs> and would uh, would you feel then it's the acupuncture for you that's been the the biggest thing uh, that you've because it sounds like you've had uh, one treatment a week weekly since that period in 2017, was it? Late 2017? It was November, it was November yeah, November 2017. So it's, you know, coming up obviously a uh, year. Mm-hmm. So it's, and as as you mentioned, there was that uh, removing the damp process. So you had to go through a period of time until both you and the practitioner felt that you were at the stage where you could start strengthening again. And I guess that's going to be variable for every single person. Exactly, exactly. And, and what was frustrating was that, you know, when I was researching this um, throughout the months of, of having this problem, you know, some people were like, I had viral meningitis and uh, I was back on my feet and work within, you know, eight weeks. I'm like, damn, you know, <laughs> you know, like this is 18 months, you know, and, I'm, and I can't walk around the block. And I found it, it was very emotional sometimes, man. It was um, a very, really difficult time because, you know, you can't, you can't play with the kids. You can't take them somewhere. I remember me and my wife trying to, um, we took him out for a, it was uh, Sophia's birthday and we, we gave him um, you know 150 pound each and we were like hey let's just go out and spend it spend whatever you want it was just a nice fun day and um, and within sort of 20 minutes of being you know in somewhere with bright lights you know the lights were affecting me I, I had to sit down a hundred times you know and I just felt you know it, it, it you know I went through many many times like that it was it was really tough man. 
yeah that would stuff. yeah that would be i mean yeah when you when you're so physical and you can't even be out with your family and just enjoying that time with your kids yeah, and it's the same thing with a job, obviously, you know, if I, I couldn't get to the court to practice, if I went, um, you know, uh, five minutes, and I'm, I'm like, I need to go home, you know, I, I, and I keep trying to push myself, you know, I was just, let's go back, let's go back, let's go back, and the minute I sort of seen some um, some improvement through Paul and the acupuncture, um, you know, oof, I, I remember getting very emotional about it, because my, my body responded, and it was just an awesome feeling, man, and, um, you know, I love that guy, man, that Paul, I'm telling you, man, I'm... I, you know, couldn't, you know, I can't praise this guy enough, man. Yeah. So for you still, because with meningitis, um, light is one of the factors that um, you become yeah. sensitive to. And it sounds like even there, because if someone doesn't realize what where meningitis is, it's um, it affects your central nervous system, your brain. And um, I think it's just your brain. I don't think it goes down to the meninges and spinal cord, no, just the brain. But um so it sounds like the the light still affects your energy levels, that if it's a bad light, like a fluorescent harsh light, yeah. I'm guessing, that just yeah. zaps your energy levels fast. 100%, yeah. And, and do you know what? Most basketball courts have these huge bright lights inside. Um, and I remember going to events thinking, I'm better. You know, like I'm great. I'm back. I'm back doing what I love to do, what I'm meant to do. And I remember getting to, a, to an event and within, you know, moments, I'm like, oh, wow, the, the lights are really bothering me, you know. Um so um, it, it's yeah, the light. I don't know what it is about the lights. It's uh, it's a really horrible. Um, yeah, it, it, it zaps you completely, and you can't see properly. And it's it, you know, you, you, it's so difficult to explain. You just feel like you're just a bit of a zombie walking around, and you can't see much. You know. Mm-hmm. Have you ever got into trying to wear different kinds of lenses to filter the light? Have you experimented yeah, with that yet? Yeah. When we went on a holiday, we actually, you know, the sunglasses inside the shopping center because we were, we were abroad, so it was hot and nice. So I was wearing sunglasses, and I noticed actually if I had them on, it, it certainly improves. Um, it certainly improves that, yeah, for sure. Okay, I'd be interested, you know, because um, I'm not wearing mine right now because it's still the daytime. But you know, like even some blue blockers, these yellow lenses, I, I'd be interested to maybe experiment with you and just see if you wore a pair of blue blocking glasses on the basketball court. If you felt, because the idea with that is it's meant to filter out um, the blue light waves, and maybe that's an energy thing. It, it, that would be an, a very easy experiment for you to play with. That you wear these blue blocking glasses on court and see if that helps you. So, I, I do you know what I, I genuinely think that they would. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, 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 for sure. I think it, even now, I, you know, at most basketball courts, I'm okay. Um, I did a, I did a video shoot last Sunday at, at a basketball court, and I thought all oh, these lights, these lights are not good for me. And I thought I was worried about it, but thankfully my body, you know, coped with it and I managed to do the shoot. So like I said, you know, it's, it's, it's just about sort of managing it a little bit. So, you know, perhaps these glasses, I'll be, listen, I'm happy to try anything, man, you know, <laughs> to get back a hundred, hundred percent, you know. Yeah, fantastic. And I mean, that, that is such an important factor because yeah, you, you don't, you're going to look for these things that will make you feel worse. And unfortunately it sounds like on the basketball court where you have to perform the simple thing like the lighting is uh, yeah. is the stimulus for potentially and I, I guess for you it's sounding as you talked about the emotional aspect you wouldn't want that fear that you know oh i've got to first assess basketball courts to see if i can actually perform you don't want to have that because you just want to be in a psychological state where you're like that red bull athlete you know you're in the flow state you don't want to be thinking about oh no just those lights again and they're gonna yeah. zap me you just want to be in that flow state like yeah i'm ready to perform today yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, and even being back on stage, you know, and doing um, my basketball stage show tour, there's probably something a little bit, um, you know, obviously huge lights 
on you. You're sweating and you can't really see the crowd sometimes because the lights are so much. And, it, you know, I think maybe subconsciously, you know, I'm always worried about whether it's going to hit me um, or not. Um, and at times, of course, obviously through the journey that it has, you know, I've, managed, you know I've, I've done loads of shows where I've had to cut the show short um, or I've not been able to um, to do as much as what I wanted. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely been um I, I, there's lots of factors you know the lights of course but you know the minute you find you, your energy dips you know my, I, I'm, I'm quickly back like uh-oh you know where perhaps you know perhaps I'm not slept well that day or perhaps I didn't have the right breakfast or I skipped breakfast or something so you know I probably I, I probably got to deal with quite a few things more subconsciously now um that everything is okay I am continuously getting better and actually you know I, I, I'm progressing like I said last last weekend when I when I shot that video on the basketball court um and I thought oh you know within five minutes I was like these lights are going to bother me, mm. you know, and I feel it starting to bother me. And for some reason, it, my body didn't allow it to get to that point. And that's, and that's when you know you're getting better, you know. Mm -hmm. And have you had to experiment with anything else since? Have, do you feel that you want to add anything else uh, along with acupuncture now? Or um, do, you, uh, do you feel this is the route to just stay on? Um, I'm just a bit Yeah, I think, I think I, I, I obviously see uh, an osteopath and chiropractor, which for my body in itself, I, the benefits I have from that personally are, are phenomenal. Um, but they're very muscular or uh, skeletal sort of ways, you know, like I, the food, the juicing, everything is part of what I do. And I do believe all of it helps, but nothing helped the mm -hmm. way I punch it was. I mean, like I said, you might, you know, juicing 15 things like broccoli kiwis you know carrots whatever and it was a mash of disgustingness like i'm a celeb get me out of here stuff it was you know it was um it was horrible but you know for 20 minutes for half an hour i felt i felt great you know but the acupuncture man was just on another level and um it, it, i'm always looking for other things potentially to try um i tried a few other things if, if you want me to briefly mention i tried um um i, I can't remember what it's flipping called but they they put this machine or this crystal machine around you um, and a computer reads the the waves, um, the bouncing stuff that's happening. I can't remember what it's called. You, you may know, but um, the, the, the machine then comes up and says, you know, you shouldn't have this. You've got this problem. And it came up with, um, you know, fatigue, uh, exhaustion um, and, you know, some of the minerals I was missing from the hospital and it, it nailed, you know, what. I was like, wow, you know, flipping heck, this is, you know, this is amazing. Um, and I didn't tell the lady either what was wrong. I didn't want to say nothing. Um, so, you know, they, they gave me some crystals to wear, you know, and I wore the crystals as well. Um, but when I felt bad, it was like, it's just, it just, those things didn't help. You know, it, it was, I, I always felt like sort of water surface level, you know, where the acupuncture went deep. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with the acupuncture, my man. Okay, fantastic. And when you were mentioning there with the light too, out. Especially with the, your skill there, you know your your pro, what's the, the term is proprioception. Like your body awareness must be amazing. That's how you can do these tricks. Has this meningitis affected that system of your of this just sixth sense awareness of where the basketball is or the hoop is? Have you found any changes with that? No, I didn't. I didn't really find any any any. Um, you know, I didn't find that a problem. If I'm honest, I, what I found a problem was that with with doing certain trick shots or trickery or playing um that because the energy would go so fast you know you you quickly realize you know i couldn't throw the ball from here for example to there um you know so for example when someone's paying you you know to go and do a video shoot and they want you to do these trick shots and i'm 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 sat there like a you know writing out where how far they are you know maybe i have to do the the long ones first 
maybe that's going to tire me out. Maybe I should do this one first. That's what it was like, you know. So it wasn't so much the lights and those things affected my skill level at all. It was it was purely that on on an energetic level of exhaustion when you're throwing the ball 70 feet or you're throwing it off walls or you're doing these tricks. You just you die very quickly with the energy levels, and then obviously your 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 skill levels just goes you know it's just like if you play football for 80 minutes you're not going to be as good on the 80th minute than you are you know the 10th minute you know it's that kind of thing okay well it's good to hear that your yeah that your skill level is still there it's just the energy really that's the the thing that needs managing the most so what percentage do you think you're up to now if you had to think back to that percentage scale that you were talking about earlier where where would you think you are maybe now i would say um i reckon about 15 percent about 15 percent left to uh together somewhere so oh, well, that's fantastic um, yeah yeah you know listen like i said you know i can play with the kids you know my wife we just had a baby he's eight weeks old and um when we when we had the baby and um unfortunately i had uh, quite severe reflux and colic so it was uh, it was it was crying a lot and it wasn't sleeping very much and i remember sort of like after like 10 days and i was not sleeping at all and i was like oh man i think i'm gonna get ill i think i'm gonna get ill again I, you know and i remember just just almost in panic state you know, I, don't, I can't be ill, I can't be ill, you know. Um, and to go through now eight weeks, the baby's just coming out of that stage. We've had very, very little sleep for eight weeks. And I'm, I'm talking like two hours sleep, maybe four hours late, you grab an hour. Yeah, I mean, extremely broken, probably three and a half hours of sleep in 24 hours, maybe four hours, awful. Um, and we've had a lot of family over to help and stuff as well. And to be eight weeks in, and for me to say, well, I played basketball, last Sunday for you know I played yesterday for two hours I went to an event yesterday for two hours I played I was fine you know um and to go through the tiredness and the exhaustion and maybe not eating perhaps the way you should when you got a baby things don't quite often go to plan you know you got to just eat when you can and eat what you can you know grab what you can so that's that's where I'm like I'm I'm so much better you know because obviously you know many months ago that would have absolutely put me back to square one no sleep um, and obviously I'm getting very, very little sleep and I'm still up taking the kids to school, playing with the kids I'm doing events I'm doing my social media again. I'm filming all over the world. Um, and it, I've just got to manage that 15%, mm. you know, that's, you know, I've got to make sure I eat well before the, before the events, I've got to take the juice in, I've got to take my protein drinks. I've got to, I still got to do all those things, you know, just in case I do have that slight crash. So, um, hopefully the 15% can, uh, can keep improving and, um, you know, I can get back to, uh, Back to how I was before. Mm-hmm. Have you met any other people who've been in a similar situation as you to bounce off or um, like support wise? I'm just thinking here. Yeah, no, I, my wife mentioned it because, uh, you know, she, we, she, she's gone through a, a, a journey of herself with a few things and she, she found um, speaking with people helpful, but that's not kind of in my personality. You know, um, I've kind of like, that's fine, you know. I'm, 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 I'm getting better. Let's just keep grinding and, um, and keep doing it. So now, not for me. That probably wouldn't work for me. Okay. Um. And yeah, I mean, did you? What was it like with the streetball basketball community? Did you? Did you? Um. Get any support? No one from knows. Them? No one knows. This wow. is the first time. This is the first time in two and a half years that it's, it's out. First time because I tell you why because. You know, when, um, you know, I'm the face of Coca-Cola at the minute, you know, I, we've been, you know, I'm doing Paco, I'm doing uh, my TV series on Amazon Prime. And they, they, there's a lot of things happening. There's sponsorship deals being discussed, there's tours, and I have to feed my family, I have to look after my family. And um, 
you know, you can't be mentioning, you know, you're not as fit, you're not, you're not healthy, you're not, um, you're unwell, um, you know, anything like that to get out could potentially um, really harm, harm my career. And, and I, we'd already lost enough because we, we couldn't, I couldn't work for, you know, best part of a year and a half, um, 18 months, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. So we, we like I said, we lost a lot, um, you know, including, like I said, our, our lifestyle, and we really had to come back to sort of ground one and build up. So yeah, it's, yeah, man. It's been a it's been a one heck of a journey. Yeah, and uh, well, it's good to hear that you're at that level again. That you're able to do all your performances, you know, get the sponsors back because uh, that is your livelihood. So you know, yeah, for sure. And that's what I'm saying. This is the first time now I'm I'm better. So I'm like, hey, I went through you know a bad period, and I'm like, you know, I'm back. You know, and um, you know, we, we, there's so much planned for next year is ridiculous. You know, we've got so much on. Um, and um, there's part of me that's a little bit worried about it because there's so much on and am I really truly better like you know obviously I've been better for a long time like I said it's subconscious I just need to, need to get that subconscious stuff removed and we just need to go for it so um, but yeah I, I, I'm happy to, to tell people my story now. Okay and yeah I mean that's the whole idea behind this episode today because I want if anyone has viral meningitis or knows someone that has, they can relate to your story now and sort of the process that you've gone through. Um, are there any other sort of hints or tips that you, if someone who's listening to this has just got that diagnosis like you got and went, oh, just wait it out three to six months, you'll be fine. Would you say, mm, yeah, maybe I'd try this, you know, in the meantime, just so that you, yeah. you're not 18 months later and you're still not fine. <laughs> I think I think the thing is like uh, when you're listening to professionals, like you go into hospital, you think you're in the right place, you know, and they they they're testing for whatever they're testing, and they're coming back and saying it's okay. I think um, it, it took a long time for me to get somebody to actually think slightly different, um, and, and 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 like I said, it took a couple of a team of doctors privately. For me, it took the private route to get the answers. For someone else, maybe you know that might be completely different. But I would certainly, if you know, go down that route if you can to try and just get that extra care and, and, um, and a private thing and, and, and just try and, um, you know, open your mind because, you know, my mind was very closed off many years ago. Um, you know, I, I you know, acupuncture doesn't work, you know, chiropractor, what are you going to see a chiropractor for? You know, I was very much like that. And, um, my journey has taken me to a different place where, you know, flipping it, you know, crystals are telling me what's wrong with me. You know, I'm not telling them what's wrong with me. You know, the chiropractor thing has been phenomenal for me. Um, and obviously the acupuncture with the yin yang and removing damp from my spleen made me made me go and play basketball for six hours. You know, like what the hell is a spleen? You know, what I'm trying to say is open your mind um, to alternative things that can get you better. Sometimes the Western medicine is amazing. Don't get me wrong. It can save your life in many terms, but you have to look alternatively when you, when you have something that somebody says to you, I can't help you. And the Western medicine often says things with viral, you know, these problems, whether it's muscular problems or whatever, there's nothing we can do for you. Search, research other things, try things, you know, there's no harm in trying something. And, uh, and for me, just open your mind, get, get to these places, have a look at what's in your city, and go and try something, um, because if I had done that a lot quicker, you know, perhaps I would have not lost a year of my my career. Perhaps we would have kept the houses and the cars, and and um, and you know, perhaps we would be in a much better situation than we are now if I had just opened my mind a bit to say, well, okay, let's go and alternatively look at some other ways of treatment. Mm -hmm. So that's my advice. 
for sure. Well, you know, that's biohacking. That's N equals one, self-experimentation. And if there's something you do and you get the result, hey, it worked. You know, that's the that was the best thing that your body needed. So it's fantastic that yeah. you found that. And it sounds like with the kind of acupuncture that you've had, because I know that some people, when they listen to this, they'll think, oh, you know, but I've, I know a practitioner who needles me, you know, could be a chiropractor, physiotherapist, uh, osteopath, or any kind of person. But what you're talking about is traditional Chinese medicine where they're looking at the energy meridians and they're doing yes. all these different things. So yes. it's that kind of practitioner that yeah. maybe yeah. someone should be looking to consult with. Definitely, yeah. And I, yeah, sorry, I didn't. I should have said that earlier on because I've had acupuncture through my osteopath, my muscles, you know, like it's a, it's a completely different, you know, way of looking at the system. Yeah, tr- tr- traditional, old style, um, you know, um, removing heat, the, you know, all of the six elements, you know, um, water, fire, the, all those things for me, that's that's where you go and um, you're going to get some massive results. And I don't think just for what my problem, my wife's migraines uh, and endometriosis that we see poor for has got better. I, also, my family members went for another condition and it did take six months, but we got there in the end because, you know, the doctors are like, take this tablet, take this tablet, take this tablet, take this tablet. And now, you know, the, those guys are not on tablets. You know, they tried this this old style, um, you know, way of acupuncture it's been phenomenal for not just me but a few other people as well so and any herbs um have you had to take any sort of traditional chinese medicine actual medicines like herbs or spices or something no i, ha- I haven't i mean that, that they're things i i try myself um you know that i do i, t- I take uh, you know certain different oils in and then different sort of herbs and bits and pieces that's just through research for for that i wanted to add to it you know something that um the acupuncture is so powerful in itself because it's tackling deep within the body that you know i do find anything that you add it's just they're just little tiny bonuses you know so again it's just if you want to take them research them maybe try it you know those little things for me a vitamin c you know a teaspoon of vitamin c three times a day if you actually research some of the research that's coming out now with oh well you can only take in this much vitamin c that's that's not true you know like for me that massively helped me as well on the last part of my journey so you got to try things like you said you know it's each their own try different things try different um elements of whatever man you know get and 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 and, and make yourself get better you know find what works for you because you you can make yourself better you know you can't you, no matter what you've got you can make yourself better man through food and through through these things 100 percent, man 100 percent. yeah and uh so did i hear that you're going to try break a few more world records I am. Yeah. So I'm on 16. So my, my, my dream is to get to 25 world records before I retire. Um, and I got four more world records coming up in January. So hopefully it's going to be a great start to 2019. Um, yeah, back end of January, I'm, I'm going for four more basketball world records. So hopefully take me to 20. Fantastic. Tom, um, for anyone who's listening here who's got a child who's a keen basketball player, maybe wants to be NBA one day or even a street performer, you know, um, or a stage mm. performer like yourself, any quick little one or two tips that you would give that listener? I think, um, you know, for, for me, it, it's, it's just like obviously practice makes pr- uh, perfect, but perfect practice makes perfect. So, you know, for me, you know, you've got to, um, you know, get to get to coaching, you know, get to the, the whole structure of whatever game it is that you want to play, um, learn, learn the whole thing. And then, you know, the most important, let you let your mind be creative and um, and just, you know, get out there, play. I take a basketball everywhere, man. You know, when I was younger, I, I mean, I literally you know I'd be sleeping with a basketball dude. I mean, I take it to school, I dribbling everywhere. It just came with me everywhere. And 
once you've made that decision, I want to be a I want to be a professional basketball player. I didn't go out. I didn't drink. I didn't go and do these things. I balled every day, eight hours a day. I wasn't playing through school, after school. So yeah, just just obviously practice. I didn't have much support. I, I didn't have, you know, the teachers were like, you, you know, you're not tall enough. You're only 5'10", you know, I can't jump. You know, you know, I had all that kind of stuff. I didn't have any support from my family. It was literally me and my mindset. I'm good enough to make it, you know, and, um, you know, it's been my career now for 15 years. So, yeah, believe in yourself, work hard, um, get get to coaching, get the, get the skills and, and, the, and the, the grounding that you need and then let your mind explode and, and be creative and be different. Be different, man, you know, so and then you're going to get noticed. So, um, yeah, work hard. You know, my, my, my hashtag is, um, you know, um, you know, it's dream, believe, achieve. You know, you just get it out there and um, and, and, and make it happen because anything's possible. Yeah. Well, I love your mindset. Uh, you're definitely, you know, you're going to finish off that 15% no problem. I can see that happening and just crush those world records. <laughs> yeah. So. So um, at this stage here, uh, I usually ask, uh, are there any sort of um, online channels uh, or social media places that you're more prevalent on that you'd like to share um, for listeners to follow you? Yeah, for sure. Listen, I, you know, I'm a basketball entertainer at heart. So, you know, I do the street basketball, which is really fun. And I embarrass players. It's very much like the Harlem Globetrotter style of basketball. But I also do tutorials if you want to learn the tricks and, 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 and learn these fancy moves to uh, go to school and, you know, whatever. I do tutorials on my YouTube channel. Um, I'm always shooting um, high high end videos where I get to take over beautiful places like theaters and navy ships for like a cool basketball video so we do some really cool stuff like that um so my youtube channel really is kind of where like all the main big videos go um but if you want to catch like day-to-day -day stuff where i'm up to all the events all the tv shows behind the scenes all that kind of stuff you head over, on, over to my instagram and facebook so i um, mean it's, it's just conman basketball conman basketball if you just type in conman basketball along the platforms um hopefully maybe you could drop some links down um, you, you'll find me and, um, yeah, just have some fun, have fun watching me do some cool basketball things around the world. It's good fun. Yeah. Oh, I'll definitely link to all of those for, uh, for the listeners. Tom, thank I just you. want to say thank you again for sharing your personal story. And yeah, I mean, as you said, you haven't told anyone this. I didn't quite <laughs> realize that no one else knows. So yeah. thank you again <laughs> for actually feeling that you can open up and share your story because that's how we're all going to learn from listening to other yeah. people get recover from these things. So uh, well, that's, that's part of me doing it. So, you know, what I, you know, it was, a, it's been one hell of a journey, my man, really emotionally, spiritually, you know, everything. So um, for me to be able just to, like I said, just for somebody to, to go through what I do and just have that knowledge of just seeing an acupuncture for me, if, if I can just help one person, it's been worth it. Fantastic. Well, again, thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you very much for having me. See you soon.